0: Well, 66 days, we've hit double figures, 66 days till Christmas. Yeah, it's a bit scary, isn't it? There was a song sung in 1965, People Get Ready. It was a single by The Impressions. This gospel-influenced track was written by Curtis Mayfield and displayed a growing sense of social and political awareness for the black American freedom movement in a world away in Australia and today. We can appreciate the sentiment in the song, such as people get ready, but at times fail to fully understand the depth and the hunger of a heartfelt cry for freedom. For you to long for freedom, if we're going to long for freedom, then it means that you first need to be aware of, in some sense, that you are being held captive. Yet for some, if we are to scratch beneath the surface of the whitewashed generic smile that might appear when someone says, hello, how are you, with a full stop at the end rather than a question mark, we can discover captivity still plays a part and people still find themselves held captive in some way. Captivity for people who have not succumbed yet to accepting that this is their lot in life. Captivity for some people that they long to find freedom from. This is not to encourage you to become resentful for this gift of life that we've been given, but rather that we don't fall into the trap that this is all there is to a full life. If you have your Bibles with you, then I invite you to turn to the book of Isaiah. And we're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 40 and the message to get ready, as um, John mentioned earlier. This message to get ready for freedom. <clears throat> if you've ever struggled with debt, with poverty, chronic illness, addiction, disability, family violence, time in prison, or things like that, then you can appreciate that there is a desire for freedom that is illuminated by a flickering flame of hope. In Isaiah's day, the prophetic curtain had fallen on the nation's freedom. Like dead men walking, the die was cast and the fate of the nation was set. The Assyrian empire is falling and a new power is rising in the east. And it is the babylonian empire and the next force that the um, nation of israel would have to reckon themselves with in a little over 100 years the babylonian empire would achieve what the assyrian empire failed to to break down the walls of jerusalem in a wave after wave of attack the babylonian king nebuchadnezzar would ransack the city remove the wealth from the city and its temple And most of the religious artifacts and items and the best and the brightest of a nation's uh, men including daniel and his friends hananiah mishael and azariah or as they've been more familiar known as shadrach meshach and abednego but among them isaiah's message stood the test of time possibly written a century earlier isaiah 40 looks Um, God's people squarely in the face. It's a message. Yes, things are pretty tough at the moment, but take heart because this is not the end. Let's pick up this message of Isaiah and the message to get ready in Isaiah 40, verses 6 to 8. A voice said, shout. I asked, what shall I shout? Shout that the people are like the grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in a field. The grass withers and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. And so it is with people. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. In what seems to be an obvious and even easily forgotten contrast, the message of God to God's people is this. Yes, your life is vulnerable. Yes, your life is even fleeting, but God and the word of God stands forever. You can be sure that there is discipline and punishment for disobedience. You're experiencing the realities, the consequences of past decisions right now. But also for those who live in the grip of captivity, longing for freedom, God promises that this about your future And you can be just as sure about this as his promises being fulfilled about your punishment. In the struggle of the weight, God speaks in Isaiah 40 verses 1 and 2. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned yes the lord has punished her twice over for all her sins the sins of god's people uh, from judah were many and varied from lies from deceit from exploitation of those that are less fortunate through to child sacrifice and worshiping of other gods just to name a few God was not about to turn a blind eye to these things, nor were their actions that were done in so-called secret, obscured from the gaze of Yahweh God. To fail to call the people to account for their actions was to give implicit, if not explicit, approval for what they've been doing. To turn a blind eye to a child that is stealing is to give uh, consent to their actions. And for holy God... These actions and abuses needed to be disciplined. But the punishment is not without heart. It is not dispensed with rage without restraint. So while, as it were, the faces of God's people are soaked and still wet with tears, tender words of hope are spoken. A prophetic voice that once shouted, to try and cut through and to get people's attention before they drove off into a ditch, now meets them in that ditch. And while they wait for rescue, while they wait to be freed from the wreck that they find themselves in in their lives, the prophet speaks tender words of comfort. These are not, there, there, buck up, little one. It'll be all right. There is power and strength In these words of rebuke and there is also power and strength in these tender words of comfort just as the prophetic words of impending punishment came true the tender words of God spoken through the prophet could also be relied upon as promises that would be fulfilled because God was coming to bring them freedom Like an emergency vehicle with lights flashing and sirens shouting, clear the way. The prophet also brings a shout that God is coming to bring them freedom. Isaiah 40 verses 3 to 5 and then skipping down to verses 9 and 11 reads this. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all the people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Then skipping down to verse nine, O Zion, messenger of good news, shout, from the mountain tops, shout it louder, O Jerusalem! Shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Yes, the Sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, He brings His reward with Him as He comes. He will feed His sheep, His flock, like a shepherd. He will carry lambs in His arms, holding them close to His heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. For 70 years, the people were taken captivity by the Babylonian Empire. For 70 long years, they longed for freedom, to be back home. For many, they believed God had just abandoned them, that they should just give up. Yet the message of Ezekiel, of Jeremiah and of Isaiah... Were that to, were to give reassurance that God has not abandoned you, God has not given up on you. Yes, sins need to be repented of. Pretending that rebellion, disobedience, and self-centeredness, idolatry, whatever language you wrap sin up in, it still needs to be dealt with. But despite how it may feel, God has not abandoned you. God has not abandoned his people. God will come to you and bring with him freedom. So clear the path for his arrival. In a more immediate sense for God's people, God brought physical freedom to them through the Persian Empire 70 years later. The king of Persia allowed God's people to return back to their home, to Jerusalem and to the land of Judah. He also provided money for them as well and resources to rebuild Jerusalem's walls and to also rebuild the temple. True spiritual freedom would come in an echo of Isaiah 40 that would once again be heard by God's people, this time by John the Baptizer, As we heard when Paul read from John chapter 1, 19 to 29 john the baptizer took on the role of preparing the way for the arrival of jesus and his ministry of bringing freedom that we will hear a little bit more about next week for us today as i mentioned at the start of the message we can easily find ourselves longing for freedom freedom from the things that hold us captive through sin Or just because we live in a broken world, we live with frailty in our bodies. We can feel trapped in our situation by our history or trapped within the skin that we're enveloped in. We can long for freedom. For those trapped by the sins of the past or present, then Isaiah 41 and 2 reminds us that freedom starts by being sorry and acknowledging that we need saving that we need a savior who will bring us freedom for those trapped by the brokenness of life. Isaiah 40 verses six to eight reminds us that while this life is short, we can experience the, the, um, the opportunities of this life and the frailties of this life that can challenge us. But God promises us freedom and a wonderful future. That is true. And can be relied upon, and that we can look forward to. And just as Jesus came to deal with sin and death and the brokenness of this life, while we wait for his return, the Holy Spirit offers us tender promises, guaranteeing what is to come. So while we wait, what do we do? Do we sit back and relax and do nothing? no way no we make a way instead we join in with john and the millions of people that have gone before us who have done what they could to prepare the way for jesus return let's remind ourselves once again of isaiah 40 verses 3 to 5 and then 9 to 11 listen It is the voice of someone shouting clear the way through the wilderness for the lord make a straight highway through the wasteland for our god fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places then the glory of the lord will be revealed and all people will see it together the lord has spoken o zion messenger of good news shout from the mountaintops shout it louder o jerusalem Shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. What might you need to clear out of your life habits bad choices obstacles or idols that get in the road of god's presence in your life what might we need to get rid of out of this church habits issues situations behaviors things that can impede god from being at work to make way for jesus to do his work Who is God calling you to share the good news of Jesus with? Family? Neighbours? Colleagues? Friends? It would be such a shame that we get so busy preparing for Jesus coming that we actually forget to talk to others about Jesus' return. That we forget to encourage them to get ready for Jesus coming as well as we're reminded by the symbols around the communion table, as we gather around this Jesus table, he invites us to prepare our hearts to be refreshed, to be reminded of not only his first coming, but we also use this time to be reminded that Jesus will actually come again. Not only does he come the first time in our lives, but his words to do this until I come again, we're also reminded that these are symbols that are mindful of a promise that Jesus will return, that he will come again to bring us freedom and to usher us into eternity. Today, as we distribute these symbols, I'll invite you to eat as you're served and to hold the cup so that we can drink together being reminded of jesus desire that we would be one just as the father as jesus and the holy spirit are also one then after the cups have been uh, after we've drunk together then the cups will be collected and there'll be an opportunity for us to respond to the things that god's been saying to us today so i want to take a moment now to invite those that are able to help with the distribution of the communion elements if you can come forward. I think we might need an extra helper. I'm not sure, see how we go. Um, but if you wanna come forward, that would be great. And then we'll distribute these. So as we think about how we might respond today, and as you consider your response today, then there's two ways that I would encourage you to consider praying. There might be others that you wanna consider yourself, but the first would be, what do you long to be freed from? I invite you to write a prayer of uh, offering, a, a prayer of committing to God, of a desire to be freed from this thing. The second is what do you need to do to continue to help yourself to be ready? What do you need to do to get ready for Jesus' return? Perhaps it's something in your life that needs to change. Or perhaps it's about having a conversation with someone that you care about, about Jesus' return. I invite you to commit this also to God in prayer or anything else that the Holy Spirit has laid on your heart today. Once again, some music's going to be played. It's an opportunity for us to respond to the things that God has been saying to you today. Use this time well. God bless you.